Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile. com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. As a hangover cure, I'm always no, fine with the salt and fat. Yeah, so do I, but it was actually a really mm. good hangover cure. I think because the room we'd been sleeping in was quite hot, we all just sort of went, oh. Doug kept going, I need to take a dip. And he was searching bodies of water on Google Maps. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think you should do that, Doug. <laughs> he nearly made us go all the way to just the nearest body of water before realising it was next to a waste management centre. I had a meeting this morning, Esther, and I was like, Hello, hello. Uh, yes, because I haven't spoken to a human being. No, I've not done a weekend run for so long, and I promised everybody that I would try that one that I was going to do the local five k. So yeah, do you know what? I always because you know they put a video up at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I actually look at that video to see if to I see can if spot I'm there. You. Oh my god, I'm 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 a huge betrayer. She said my favorite incident was near London Bridge. A family waved me down to stop running to ask me where the shard was. As you know, the Shard is quite tall and easy to spot. So I pointed to the (laughs) tallest building in the UK, which you could clearly see behind them. They then said, hmm, are you sure? That doesn't really look like the pictures and walked off in the other direction. (laughs) Welcome to episode 140 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. Holly has had a very exciting weekend full of some very Holly-shaped excesses, which leads us on neatly to anxiety and our more usual state of generalised anxiety in the face of challenges. For me, I'm super nervous about the London Marathon now, which is happening this very weekend. I'm firmly in taper, And we talk about everything that tapering involves, which is less running and more eating and more sleep, which I've only just remembered. I have a lot of fears, classic Maranoia, while I try to emulate some of the success of last year's marathon, but also minimise some of the mistakes that I made, such as not thinking about food properly until a couple of days before the race. Tell you what, though, I'm looking forward to being a bit more like Holly and doing some fun exercise after the marathon. We also talk perimenopausal symptoms because a couple of them, heavy periods and frequency, are also affecting my stress levels ahead of the London Marathon in that I don't know when another one is going to strike. 
So we chat symptoms, periods, and tactics for managing them, most of which is news to both of us. This episode is sponsored by Precision Fuel and Hydration. That is amazing. Bloody love a bit of Precision Fuel and Hydration, me. I know you do. But before we talk about you, let's talk about race nutrition for women. Ooh, yes, let's. So there are loads of things to think about as women runners, right? Do we have different energy needs to men? And while we know carbs are brilliant at powering our running, how much do we actually need? That is a lot to think about. I'm confused. (laughs) But don't be, because the team at Precision Fuel and Hydration have written a blog about all of the above, and we're going to link to it in the show notes. We're just so helpful. A hundred percent we are, especially (laughs) when we genuinely love something that we use. I know, I've been boring you senseless about PF and H for yonks. I've used the electrolytes. I have. I've used the electrolytes and gels for years now. I love the taste of them. And even better than that, I love the way they power me through my long runs. And we awarded their PH1500 electrolyte tablets, best race nutrition product in last year's Women's Running Product Awards. Very well deserved it was too. And not only that, but you can use their free fuel and hydration planner at precisionfuelandhydration.com to understand how much carbs, fluid and electrolytes you need to perform at your best in your next race. And here's the best bit. You can get 15% off their range of fuel and hydration products using the code WR2023. That's WR2023 at precisionfuelandhydration.com. That is genuinely brilliant. I'm going to buy in bulk so that I've got loads for all my races and training. It might persuade me to start feeling on jelly babies. I'm sure you can combine the two. Is that a nutritionist approved fueling strategy? Uh, no, it's not. Don't quote me. Yay. I'm so excited to have cookies. So excited to have cookies. Or I might have a muffin. Depends it's just, what they've got on offer. I know, it's such a joy. I've actually, I've had... Um, I've, I've restricted myself to one coffee this morning because let's go for it. Um, hello, everybody. We're discussing <laughs> the fact that we are about to go to our favourite coffee shop, um, yeah. which I literally fantasise about until we're going again. <laughs> yeah, It's so nice. And we're mm. meeting up with our Kate, as we like to call her. Our Kate, yeah. Um, who... Uh, if you have been listening for a long time, you may well have heard her on the pod multiple times. She um, is the senior digital executive, I think is her title, but we just know her as our Kate. Um, <laughs> and she is uh, is on maternity leave. And very excitingly, we're going to go and meet her and, well, we know her, but we're going to go and meet small Baba for the first time. And we're so excited. Yeah. Oh. So, so we're absolutely uh, we, buzzing for that today. Yes, and and it means we get nice coffee, and we get they they this place does like the nicest cookies and muffins mm-hmm. and things. Don't they? But strong yeah. coffee, I think I'm realizing because yes. I have a pour over thing that my coffee at home isn't very strong, so I can have two or three and not really notice the effects massively. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I have like one coffee in a coffee shop, I am bouncing off the wall. So I've restricted myself to one this morning so far, so that <laughs> I don't. Yeah shit my pants and uh shake like a dog when we go yeah, to the coffee shop later anxiety spiral yeah yeah sure. yeah. yeah yeah speaking yeah. of let's talk yes. about anxiety spirals um i think 
<laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I, I want to hear about yours. I've got some very, to kick us off, I've got some very yes. light-hearted anxiety spirals um, in that I have been massively feeling the effects of after generally quite a healthy start to the first kind of three months of the year, I yeah. um, have been having massive anxiety yesterday. Oh, oh, big time, big time, because I went to a party and it was so fun. It was so much fun. Um, It was a kids TV themed, like TV theme show. Oh my God, did you have to dress up? Yes, I was a Powerpuff girl. I'll see if I, I can find the pictures. I'll, I'll, I'll put pictures. Picture I'll this. put pictures on Instagram. We made glasses. <laughs> um, me and two <laughs> friends. We made glasses out of. Uh, well, actually, it was it was my friend's very very arty and talented sister who made glasses that made us look like we had mad eyes. Um, <laughs> it was so good. I was so pleased with the costumes. Um, but uh, it, uh, the friend who it was, he was dressed as. Raven, do you remember that guy who did that program? Maybe it was just between when you were a child and when you would have had children. But on CBBC when I was growing up, there was this TV show called Raven, and it was this mm. Scottish guy, and he got all these children to do chal- various cha- physical challenges. I think they were all physical. They had to like do assault courses and things, and he yeah. would go, "This is the way of the warrior," and would make them do <laughs> challenges. And it, Gully, our friend whose birthday it was, was dressed as Raven and made us do challenges. And it was so fun. However, the <laughs> twist was that the challenges mostly involved doing those things while also like downing a pint of wine and stuff. Oh so my God. <laughs> it was so fun. But at one point I was drinking directly from a bottle of red wine while bouncing on a space hopper. And <laughs> it was so fun. But I have not been that debaucherous since probably like uni or something like it was proper drinking games and I could not cope I could not cope it was awful there was one where we had to we were in a tug tug of war position but you had to down a huge bottle of cider between your team before you could start pulling so it was essentially just a race to finish your cider before everybody was just pulled over to their deaths (laughs) it was savage Esther awful Savage. Oh my god. Oh, it was Tell me about some of the fun. other costumes. What were the best ones? Okay. Um, who else did we have? I mean, we had all of the um Scooby Doo contingent. We had uh, Fred, yeah. Velma, Daphne yeah. and, and Shaggy. Actually not a Scooby, because nice. Scoobs would have been quite hard to do, but we had all the human yeah. contingent. Lovely. Uh, who else was there? We had a Sean the Sheep. Nice. I yes, that. that was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went up to her and I went, "Which which sheep are you?" And she was like, "I'm Sean." And we agreed that was the original sheep. Um, it is the original, yeah. Original Sean. Uh, who else did we have? Um, we had Dennis the Menace. Oh, nice. Which was good. Yeah. That was quite a good costume. Yeah. We had a. Uh, there were a couple of sort of action men and things. Um, mm-hmm. There was, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember. I should have written all of these down because there were some no, brilliant but ones. But did you have any Esther Oh, there was Forky there. from, do you remember? Do, have you, you, you oh, I do remember Toy- Forky. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Forky from the New, <laughs> to- New Toy Stories. It was I, very good. I was going to ask if, if, there were, if there were any uh, any people like me sort of 
standing close to the wall, not wearing anything, or, or possibly just wearing one small item to kind of reflect the theme, but not wanting not to dress up. Not really. Kind of everybody Everyone went into it. it. Everybody kind of bought Brilliant. into it. Even yeah. his parents, we had a Cruella de Vil and a Thor, who were both <laughs> like, they'd gone all out. Um, I'm trying to think, was there anybody who, not really, there was... Um, I mean, the the action man, who I was very grateful yeah. for because he was on my team and he was action man by nature as well. And he was very Love helpful us. to have on said tug of war team. Um, Quite, yes. Also a very good way to mix friends because we were all in put into teams from the beginning and not many people, knew, I, I only knew my little group of friends that we know yeah. Gully from uni and he had school friends there. He had, you know, other, other friends from other walks of life. So it was really nice to to do a sort of, you know compulsory fun uh yeah. I'm sure you would have loved it um I but, would have uh, loved it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh he was he had apparently just sort of slightly raided a cupboard for a, a camo um top and stuff and I'm not sure you could really call action man a children's tv character so maybe that was a slightly so more, more loose like, more like you found the things to wear and then thought oh, this and then be... when oh this could be action yeah. man yeah uh-huh yeah, but he was lovely. Um, so yeah, part, uh, honestly, everybody had fully gone for it. The Shaun the Sheep was covered in cotton wool. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> Doug was, and this is a very niche reference, I don't know whether anybody will get this, but Doug was mm. a character called Doug from an old cartoon called Doug. Again, this was um, when we were children, I don't know whether you would know it and I don't know whether Ted and Felix would know it because I think it was sort of very 90s children's TV yeah, show. Yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah. No, it was, I mean, lots of people at the party, everybody kept thinking he was Captain Underpants and he was really sad. Oh. Yeah, um, but um, he was really pleased with himself because if anybody does know the very niche show of Doug, um, which I think was on like Cartoon Network or something. There was Doug himself, this little cartoon boy um, in a sweater vest. But halfway through the evening, Doug became the alter ego of Doug, who was called Quail Man, who was a little superhero um, who sort of dressed a bit like a quail, but not really. Um, and he had a full on cape and he put pants over his shorts um, I know but that was when everybody thought he was a he was Captain Underpants and he was Captain really sad oh. yeah, no, he was Quail Man oh but that has, has a lot of thought gone into that oh so much he'd done a lot of yeah. he I, I was out for the day on Saturday before we went off to this party and when I came home there was PVA glue and card and things all <laughs> over the place he would really worked hard <laughs> I want to see a picture of you though. Holly is a Powerpuff girl. I mean, I will. I will put something on Instagram. I'm sure, guys. Um, Yeah, you can you can find me. I'm sure on on Insta, and there'll definitely be Powerpuff content going up. But yeah, I honestly, (laughs) it was so much fun. But I haven't drunk. I'm usually, even though I love, I do love booze. That I love. um, I love a few glasses. I don't usually go further than a few glasses because. Ever mm. since I've had quite terrible anxiety, I get really worried about being um, out of control or kind of feeling like uh, it's actually mainly the fear of the hangover the next day that I don't really re- react well to. I can drink half as much as people around me and feel the effects twice as much. Like I just get 
um, even if I've seemed relatively compassmentous the night before, I will just be the one who's being sick the next day. So, um, so I try desperately hard to kind of stop, like think about my limits and stop where I know I can afford to stop before I will feel really rotten the next day. Um, but, uh, I, that was thrown out the window completely because of the, the, my people pleasing that because we were, if it was a solo game, I wouldn't have given a shit whether I'd down the wine quick enough, but it was a, it was a team game. And I was like, well, I like my team. I've bonded with them now. (laughs) I have to down as much of this wine as I can while hopping on my space hopper. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so it was probably the half a bottle of red, cheap red wine that I downed at about sort of half past seven which was quite early into okay. the evening that meant yeah. that I managed to avoid, you know, any true horrors like being sick or anything like that. But I did feel quite gross in the morning and immediately um, all of us were feeling quite rotten. I, it was yeah. me and Doug and we were there with our, our friends, Meg and Jules as well. And we were sleeping in the same room and we all woke up and knew it was not, it was not okay. <laughs> Um, not fun times. No. <laughs> no, but we drove immediately to go and get ice cream. Not immediately, actually. We oh. obviously we stuck around for a few hours till we were all okay. But um, we we drove to go and get ice cream, and that was a really really good idea. That Ooh, sorted I've never us out. Had that as a as a hangover cure. I'm always no, it was for a, the salt and fat. But... Yeah, so do I. But it was actually a really good mm. hangover cure. I think because the room we'd been sleeping in was quite hot, we all just sort of went. Oh. Doug kept going. I need. I need. I need to take a dip. And he was searching bodies of water on Google Maps. And I was like, I don't think you should do that, Doug. He nearly made us go all the way to just the nearest body of water before realising it was next to a waste management centre. So we managed to convince him that that was not going to be the body of water for him. Not great. Um, Not ideal. But um, it it was great fun. So good. But I really suffer with the mental effects of... So I just was a bit headachy and not feeling brilliant on the morning of and then the ice cream cured me and by lunchtime I was feeling all right again uh but kind of five six o'clock in the evening is when my brain suddenly goes uh do you know you're a huge piece of shit yeah it's so annoying it's so annoying so I felt really miserable last night and bizarrely I felt brilliant on a Monday morning waking up today because I was like oh it's lifted I feel okay again now (laughs) which was really nice but it's funny what sleep can do, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah but big anxiety spirals definitely contributed to by the fact that, yeah, didn't sleep very much and drunk too much on Saturday night. Yeah. That I just felt in a very sort of wobbly, anxious place last night. And then, and Doug um, has been going off for a few days a week to work in um in Wales and he went off yeah. last night so I had a I also was like oh, no, I don't have anyone to talk to I had a meeting this morning Esther and I was like hello hello uh, yeah. yes because I haven't spoken to a <laughs> human <spoken>. being no <laughs> yeah. no but that's that's all of my things and then apart from that um I, I did battle the mental spirals well last night by watching I mean huge amounts of love is blind um, okay. I still haven't caught up with Bake Off. You'll be very cross of me to hear. Oh, uh, I've done, I have done, I have, I've done the, I've done, oh, what have I done? Uh, yeah, I did a Paddy McGuinness episode. I haven't oh, seen I don't that think one I've yet. Quite, I'm so I sorry. Quite finished it. Okay, well, I promise okay. to okay. you all, we shall watch um, Bake Off so that we've, 
we can discuss yeah, it in so the I, next I think we've pod. got a couple of episodes to discuss now, actually. So that would be, be good. Be good. I've got so Tons much of love content to discuss with you, but I presume you have not I've been not asked. watched a single episode. It's, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's a lot to commit to. But they, we've mm. just had the big dramatic one where they all decide whether they're going to get married. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think we've got the reunion tonight, so we'll see whether any of them actually are still married. I know. That's I so mean, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Doug and I were watching it on Friday night so we had wine and we were we were going oh drink for a jilting but we were also we then realized that there, there weren't going to be quite enough of those so we also did drink for marrying uh, someone that you've known yeah, okay. for two weeks just 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 drink yeah, just drink yeah. really <laughs> yeah which may have been why I haven't been feeling super um, top in terms of my mental health though oh my goodness I'm so excited to not drink now for a bit last night was lush (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, it's so nice to wake up this morning and feel like a human being a a full of liquid human being rather than a horrible dehydrated dehydrated woman yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, oh, you've though, been having way more fun than me. I have been having a fun time, and I want to hear about your. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, newsflash: so little time. running. <laughs> I went for one run last week. I've not done a weekend run for so long, and I promised everybody that I would try that one that I was going to do the local five k. So yeah, do you know what? I always because you know they put a video up at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I actually look at that video to see if to I see can if spot I'm there. You. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a huge betrayer. I will go. I'm just a bit scared to go on my own. I need to go with Lex has been away for the last few weekends. So I need to go with Lex. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But tell me about you and tell me how it's all been going and how are you holding up mentally? uh, With plasticine, I think. Um, Mm. Bits of string, like a W. Heath Robinson thing. Um, yeah, so we are currently, we're recording on a Monday morning. Um, London Marathon is next weekend. So I've got like six days or something. Um, I am in, in, I mean, I don't know what stage of grief it is that I'm kind of half denial, half terror, half, <laughs> if there is another half. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really scared. Um, but we're in the middle of taper. So taper is really really enjoyable mm-hmm. I, I think it's I think it's kind of worth doing all the training just for these weeks and not even the race yeah it's like I when mean, you come on your period and it's like oh well this sucks but I'm actually really looking it's gonna be so worth it when I have that first moment where I'm like oh I'm off I think I'm off yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's just like yeah so uh, my long run at the weekend just gone was six miles um and my run this morning was 2.3 miles. On Wednesday, Don't I'm going to be it. doing... On it's Wednesday, great. I'm going to be doing three. And on Friday, I'm going to do like one and a half. That's oh, it. that's so good. I mean, it's so fucking awesome. It's great. And then on top of that, obviously, I'm just eating whatever I want. So yeah, you must. Prescription it's to eat all I, the things. I, yeah, and I think I think really I should be following some sort of really clever nutrition plan, which is the thing is every time I look at nutrition plans for marathon training, it befuddles me and then I stop reading because I'm befuddled and I just think I can't I can't cope with it because they tend to say things like eat 
12.5 grams of something per kilo of body weight. And I'm like, I literally cannot do the math there. No, I wouldn't know what to do with that. I don't, I I avoid weighing myself. I don't weigh myself. Yeah, Um, exactly. I don't weigh myself either. So I'm just like, I have a vague idea of what I weigh, but I don't have any idea. I have no concept. Being a very imperial rather than a metric person, I have no concept of what 20 grams looks like. So what I want, and I'd be lovely if anyone listening to this has access to something that is much more user-friendly. What I want is some kind of website that has a kind of either a list of foods or a kind of picture, like a plate that says this much bread. Oh, like those plates (laughs) that... Um, plates at home economics for children or whatever yeah Yeah. that say like vegetables or there's there are quite toxic plates you can get can't you where it's like the bad plates the bad plates where it's like carb it's like the tiniest slice and then four bits of pasta and yeah yeah yeah. so yeah so I'm I'm struggling yeah (laughs) yeah so I'm I'm struggling massively with I, I, I know I should be going up in carb and I think down in fat and fiber mm-hmm. but I don't quite know how that looks but then to be honest down the in last fiber trained, seems a bit counterintuitive yeah you don't want too much fiber because you do so so you, you know like right so you know you find carbohydrates not just like in pasta and bread and stuff it's also yeah. in things like fruit sweets and yeah and sweets yeah things mm-hmm. with sugar in them um so uh, as you get closer to your race, you want to make sure that you're having more white bread and less brown bread yeah. and more kind of sweets, but less fruit stuff with kind of like, especially fruit with, um, I mean, you could have fu- fruit puree, but what you wouldn't want is like um, to eat like the skins mm-hmm. and skins and stuff. And you don't want that much. I mean, essentially, it's just making sure that you don't shit yourself. Yeah, okay, That's got all it you. Is. So I would think Basically. that fibre, oh, no, 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 because fibre loosens it all up, doesn't it? So less yeah. fibre. Got you, got you. I was thinking the other way around. Don't know why. Right, yeah. Uh, quick so laugh that kind of stuff. at so, the so, fact so, that we both, when we were talking about, it was a very us moment then, when we were talking about carbs in other things, and you said fruit, and at the exact same time I said sweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> classic. Classic. Um, okay, anyway. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I'm kind of I'm struggling with that. Although I'm trying, I'm trying to kind of persuade myself out of the struggle by thinking actually last time, last October, it worked fine. Even though I was, I, I remember like um, two days before the marathon, suddenly finding a website that said you need to be eating this much food, and it was an enormous amount of food. Mm-hmm. It's huge, and it was like everything that I would have thought about that I would have for lunch was actually a mid morning snack. I mean, it was literally chucking in like five meals. And I realised that I should have been ramping that up since about kind of Wednesday. And I okay. hadn't. So suddenly on Friday, I was like stuffing my face. And and I think also that's another thing that people say is, please don't stuff your face because you don't want to wake up feeling shit the following day, like either bloated or, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so there's all of that. Um, but the Have running... you seen Laura's piece? Laura Fountain, brilliant, clever person who mm-hmm. we love, uh, wrote a piece for us on the website called what to do the week before a marathon and I think there's quite a lot of useful tips in there that I would use generally for races have you had a look at that is there anything in there that that you found useful or 
Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. And and she's great, and she's clever, and she's done a load of marathons. So so it's really helpful to kind of speak. And the thing is, is everyone that you speak to that's run a marathon before understands this period mm-hmm. of um, like the bliss of the taper, but the agony of the maranoia because I'm you know I can't not sit there and think if this is bollocks I could never do it it happened like every minute of the day I'm thinking I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it because you know my last run was mm-hmm. 2.36 miles and that was still quite hard and oh I know you know that's all it's the awful thing isn't it as I remember um but when we when I did the bath half for the first time so I'd never done a taper period before um And actually, I'd had quite a lovely taper run. I did five miles on the weekend before and I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is a dream. Um, And then I had 20 minutes to do the day before the race. And I was like, this is going to be sick. I am (laughs) going to, this is going to fly by. And it was absolutely awful. And I thought, I am struggling to run 20 minutes. How on earth am I going to do two and a half hours tomorrow? And it was absolutely fine. Of course it was. But there's something about those, the the taper runs that like on paper, it looks so brilliant. But actually it's quite, it is, it it, it can be mentally quite freaky because. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Of course it's tough. Of course it's tough. You haven't had time to get into your swing. I guess when you think about it, it seems as though if you've just run 22 miles, for example, two miles should be easy. But actually if Mm. your body is used to running, if the most recent run your body has experienced is 22 miles, then that's not what your body's used to running is just two and then stopping. And so it probably yeah. is very, very strange and mentally and physically isn't quite what you're expecting. And yeah, is- and the fact that, you know, you have to remember, obviously, that when you're running 22 miles, like you said to me before, actually, the first two miles of that 22 miles is Shite. a bit shit. Yeah. So all you're doing is running the shit miles rather than the easy ones. But then also on top of that, no matter no matter how much of a plodder you are, which I am, if you're only doing two miles rather than 22 miles, you do do them faster. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but my, my problem is that um, because I'm just not very genned up on this sort of stuff, I look down at my watch and I see my pace and I, for, I don't think that there's, for me, I don't, I, it doesn't look like there's a huge amount of difference. It doesn't feel like a massive amount of difference between running 10 minute miles and running nine and a half minute miles. So I sort of look at my watch and think, well, I'm doing a 9.30 pace and that feels feels quite plodding. But that is a huge difference in pace. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is different. But like if you were a professional athlete, which personally I like to think of that we are because we are (laughs) women in sport, um, (laughs) then making that much of a difference to your pace would be like bonkers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or would it be? I don't know. It seems like it would be because that could be the difference between finishing, like, you know, that could knock like minutes off your time, which is something yeah. that... Yes, it could. That, oh, it yeah, definitely. Which yeah, is something yeah. that yeah, professional yeah. athletes, like, you know, it, like getting 30... My, my cousin, who we know well as the harrier of the... Um, the harrier. Of yeah. the family, <laughs> who does listen sometimes, and we love him. But... um he recently did i think he knocked something like 15 seconds of his of his 5k 
time and I've never seen yeah. a, a man rejoice more. Yeah, He's, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's... So I know that we're not talking about, like, you know, we haven't got coaches who are talking us through, like, minute little differences like that. But if you think about, yeah. like, our bodies are working in very similar ways, like, that change in pace is a huge... It's different. Yeah, but it just doesn't feel when you're in the moment, it doesn't feel like that huge difference. No. And then to, and on top of which, the big thing that I experienced on Sunday when I did my six mile was that my heart rate was manic. Um, so that was the first thing that I noticed, which I would never take any notice at all of my heart rate. Never, never, never. And um, it's just it's just there, um, necessary. Um and I got back and, and, and like when my Garmin kind of sinks kind of thing, it means I yeah. can scroll through the stats, which I don't, I sort of have a look at them and I don't really understand them. And it's like, whatever. Um, and I scrolled through, my heart rate was red, like almost the way through. So I was, even though I felt like I was doing quite a ploddy six mile run, I was oh, trying Esther, to keep I'm to sort with of you. pace. I my heart rate was terrifying manic. looking at my heart rate on my Garmin. I, I try not to. It was crazy. When I was doing I the half marathon, Do- there were a couple of moments where it was like trying to tell me to stop because it was like your it, your heart rate is going so bonkers. Oh, really? It was when it, the, the long hill bit. You know, there was yeah. a hill, a sort of hill bit, sort of at kind of like oh, yeah. 15 kilometers. Yeah. My heart yeah. rate was like getting up towards 200 and it was like, what stop what you're doing immediately and I was like I can't (laughs) (laughs) it's fine I definitely get you I get you and I think um I mean first of all I'm sure sometimes like you know your body don't you and like it if you felt comfortable then you felt comfortable and I'm sure like that that I don't know I don't want to um slag off garments on the pod here but like I don't know always a hundred percent like sometimes my garment will tell me I'm like really stressed and it'll be because I just ate a lasagna or something yeah you yeah, know like that. and and like I was sort of I did say on um yeah it says I was in in my heart rate zones right I was in zone five for 70 percent of the run so 169 bpm I was so oh Esther which is I mean I mean that's fucking mental. It's not. It's not me running up the hill to the (laughs) to the to the plaster Bastille or wherever we were going. Oh, it's awful. I was ready to be carted off to the cardiac unit then. Yeah, that's that's fine. But I, I think that's fine. That's an okay space for your heart rate to be in. But it's just not what you're used to. Not really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't. Not not for seventy percent of your run. And especially if it's an easy run, I shouldn't be in zone five. I should be in like zone two. So, like, okay. what was I doing all the way up there? Normally, on a long run, I get to zone five for, like, you know, 10, 20% of it. It's right at the end when you've really, it's the last bit of your effort kind of thing. But for this, I was kind of in that big zone right from the start almost. So I think that I was pretty anxious when I set off. I'd also had this kind of, I'd had a sort of caffeine boost just before I left. Yeah, okay. And I think that probably didn't help. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, panic and anxiety is the thing that's driving it rather than the actual... A hundred percent, that's what it sounds run. like. I think that was the same for me with my... Um, with when mine goes mental on on Garmin um, because my rest... I keep being like, oh my goodness, is there something awfully wrong with me? But my resting heart rate when I am relaxed is fine. 
and my heart rate when I was like jeffing and stuff was fine it is just I think yeah. when I literally noticed the shift in like it increasing when I feel like a big scary bit is coming up so I think probably the it's fact scary that it was bit. a hill I was yeah. like oh my god it's a hill it's a hill I can't do it and then my Garmin was like you're about to die and then I was like oh my yeah. god I'm about to die <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sure stress and anxiety is a huge part of it because it does obviously increase your heart rate. And then obviously caffeine is such a funny one because sometimes it is the savior of our lives and sometimes yeah. it mimics the symptoms of um, of anxiety in a way that is not helpful for anybody involved. If I'm yeah, in a rubbish yeah. place, then I can't have a coffee really or a, certainly not a strong one. Yeah, it did, it did make me want to rethink slightly uh what I'm gonna do on Sunday like I think last I'm gonna try not to adjust things too much from last time because last time it was fine um and I did have a couple of coffees I think before I did it Mm -hmm. and it was fine it was fine it was fine but this time it's probably just the stress it it's all it's the combination of everything I think it's been the combination of everything that's been going on for the past month for me at home that I haven't quite got over yet I don't but think I, you've I had time to I've... process it because you've been in kind of survival no. mode. You've you've just been like head down, let's get on with it, let's like push through, push through. And very much yeah. like if you were running a race or something, it like it you haven't had any of that kind of recovery periods. You've just been in the like let's go, let's go, let's go phase for the last few weeks. Yeah, it does feel there was someone left me a really nice comment on Instagram and I can't remember who it was now, but someone said something about, it might've been Laura actually, about holding the family together for a Mm. bit. And that has, it has felt very like, like day to day has felt very hand to mouth, if that makes any sense. It has felt like, let's just, let's just kind of get through this bit and then get onto the next bit. And there's, there's been kind of so many different miniature challenges as well as quite big ones along the way for the past sort of four weeks and so now now that I'm facing this kind of you know the kind of basically the ski down to the the start line sort of thing the kind of this this last bit Mm -hmm. of taper I I can't relax into it I don't feel as though I can quite do it because I feel like I still have this weight of everything that has happened in the last sort of month and it just, I just, and, and my my fears about the start line of, of this marathon are very different from how I felt a week before the last one, where actually excitement overwhelmed most of the other stuff that I was feeling. I was so yeah. excited and I'm not excited now. I'm I just mean, scared. I get you. I think part of that is, is understandable regardless of any situation other than just the fact that you've last time was your first London marathon and this time you've got you've got all the memories of how brilliant it was but you have unfortunately also got the memories of the painful bit you know what it's like and you know that it is tough um and I think that is bound to make you feel a little bit more I I I was so much more nervous for the second bath half that I did than the first one I think were you awfully yeah. so yeah the only time I've not been nervous for a half half marathon in the end was Paris because I did so much I had so much anxiety in the build-up to it that the the mm. night before I was just like woo fuck it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was like I slightly went hysterical with anxiety to a point that I it just all completely my body was like I can't 
take anymore so it just kind of let go of all of it and was like oh well what will be will be but I think um yeah I think I was much more nervous for for half marathons after having done the first one because it was like oh I know how hard it is now and I still know that like there's nothing I can do that stops that well there probably is training wise but like there's little that I can do to stop that last two or three miles being really painful and so then instead of just being like it's going to be the best you're like just thinking you're just focusing on those last couple of miles that you're like oh remember how shite they were though and I think that's completely normal and all you can do is during the run think okay I'm I'm still comfortable I think that's quite a helpful thought process maybe is like however long you can go being comfortable is the win because you know the discomfort is going to come but if you're still comfortable after 10k fucking yes you're still comfortable take that as the win and don't try and sort of fortune tell what those what that last bit is going to feel like because you don't quite know when that discomfort is going to kick in do you and I guess it will depend on the day but I think I'm sure a lot of it is also circumstantial to this particular bit but I genuinely Esther, don't think any of it is you being less ready or less good of a runner or less like you know you're you're brilliant and you're strong and you are streets ahead of you know me even though that doesn't matter and this is our this is your race um but like you're you're an inspiration to lots and lots of people I know it probably makes you feel sick rather than good but you are unfortunately um (laughs) because you're so (laughs) determined and you've been really really committed to the the plan and despite all of the horrendous things that life has thrown at you over the last couple of weeks and all the stresses that you've encountered and I think you've just if anything you can't change any of those external stresses but you can know that you coped with them and that you stuck to your commitment your base commitment which is I'm going to keep doing the runs um and that's true that's true yeah and you did I, it oh, it's just I know, you know you're worried like, about like strength um, training and stuff but when you think of, you know those yeah. are lovely added extras but like your commitment was to stick to your training plan and your runs and you did yeah and I must Even admit, actually, I went, I went back bankers. to, yeah, it was shit. But when I went, I went back to boot camp on Saturday for the first time in, I have no idea how long it's been since I've done that. Um, and it was really painful and I still got doms today, um, but it was lovely. And it did remind me about how much I do like being outside and doing stuff with other people, which I. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
would never normally have marked myself down for. So that was quite a nice. And I remembered what you were talking about, like the last couple of podcasts when you've talked about having the joy in the movement and the stuff that you've been doing, Mm -hmm. you know, your hit classes and, you know, spin and just kind of, you know, dabbling in some different bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, I can't wait to do that after this to rather than to kind of aim specifically um I'm really looking forward to that yes that's so um, good I've I've genuinely after the Paris half it was a real I loved doing it and I will do another half marathon because it's unfortunately quite addictive but the joy of going oh I'm done with my prescriptive training plan and just spending a few weeks being like I'm just gonna fuck about and do whatever exercise I enjoy for yeah it's great I can't wait for that for you that's yeah that's yeah. I am I'm really looking forward to that but that does bring me on well no I've got two things I want to talk about one one of them should I do the menopause stuff first I'll do the do menopause, the menopause stuff, stuff. do the but then I wanted to talk about goals actually which does mm-hmm. tie into menopause because it's it my my next my next goal discussion is about age so I think the menopause and age thing will tie into that but mm-hmm. I thought because the other thing that's kind of really cocked things up over the last few weeks is because I've had like a bazillion periods that's possibly a slight exaggeration um but I had Mm. two in quick succession um and like like literally there was like a three-day gap between the two of them oh that's that's so unfair it's so unfair um and you need to give 28 days notice I'm afraid before the next period yes yes right three days um and then, and, and then even then, I had some spotting the week after that. So mm. firstly, it was like, right, okay, so I, I know this is perimenopause. I know what's going on. I know that I'm sort of clanking down. Um, and that's fine. And that's what bodies do. But um, it was it was kind of to, to kind of wonder what anyone else's experiences of this point of perimenopause is in terms of how external factors how the stress in your everyday life how that affects the symptoms of perimenopause Mm. because it did occur to me that when I got that second one that was right in the middle of it all being quite shit and I just thought is is my body just reacting to stress by throwing another period at me just just kind of like haha see what you do with this one then fucker that kind of mm. I don't know does that happen or was it just a sort of that's just what bodies are doing I, I don't know I'm maybe it's um, a bit of a combo in that um like I'm sure that changes to your stress affect your hormone your kind of hormonal stuff yeah. I'm sure um at, we'll have to ask Juliet or Rini McGregor or no. somebody like that like we'll have to ask but um I think I'm I'm sure that that's a thing plus probably just the circumstantial thing of the fact that you know that you've been going through pain menopause even before the stress you've been having some yeah. period period drama as we will henceforth period drama. To <laughs> period drama just imagine oh that's brilliant your like <laughs> womb with a with little with sort of with a bustle and a, yes with a, yeah and, and sort of regency curls or whatever yeah. <laughs> period drama period drama i love but, that oh, me Mr. too Darcy. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Darcy, not again um but i was gonna say does it make you i'm just interested does it make you feel mm. 
uh, good, even though it must be like, I'm sure the idea of menopause has its own stuff that makes you be Mm. like, but does it feel quite nice? The idea that like with perimenopause, it is throwing all the periods at you that you can possibly handle. And when you reach menopause, you're never going to have to have one again. It's it's kind of the only uptick. <clears throat> yeah, me. I feel like so that's kind quite of like, a nice yeah. uptick. Yeah, I think I think I mean it is it's it it is the only good thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it it does count for about ten of the bad things, I guess. But but one of the bad things is also, oh, you're getting really fucking old. So that's quite a big a big minus in the other box. So yeah, I mean, I guess, <clears throat> but it's it's sort of along with the the stress of um of perimenopausal symptoms i mean that's that is really i mean i think i've got it at the moment touch wood i've got it sort of fairly good yeah so i don't i don't i'm not i have the odd bout of insomnia but when i say odd bout it's like twice a year okay um and um other than that i'm not, i don't i'm not suffering from hot flushes and um, no, none of those sorts of things. So for me, it's just periods kind of clanking downwards. So that's all it is. So everything other than that is fine. So for me, the big stress, particularly when it comes to running, is not knowing because I'm not on any kind of pill or anything. And it was only when I when I kind of whinged about it on Instagram yesterday um, because it, it is one of my worries for Sunday, which is like, am I going to get a period? I mean, who fucking knows? I, I could, or I couldn't. I don't know. I might not have one for another couple of months. I might have one could tomorrow. You, could you wear, no sorry, I'm inter- interrupting your train of thought here, but just as a as a quick yeah. aside, could you wear a period pant? Ugh, that sounds awful in a singular form, doesn't it? <laughs> in a singular, could you wear awful, a period yeah. pant as a, as a, just to give you peace of mind so you don't have to worry about that on the day? I, yes, well, I will, and I always do, actually, on my long run. So I'll always wear those um, Nixie body pants because nice. I've got about three of them and they're ace. So I wear those. But the thing about a perimenopausal period, uh, I'm sorry if this is just TMI. But no, it's we love TMI on this pod. I really... We do. Yeah. So you it's don't know whether super, super you feel heavy. comfortable. Have you ever tried, and I hate what these are called some people might love it and some people might think that they that that is a really empowering name but you know a diva cup to me it always makes me feel like yes oh, diva, right. yeah. you get your period you go off <laughs> front of your period like... <laughs> diva it's like oh give me a break I don't have to be a di- I don't have to be a diva or a goddess to be having a period today <laughs> well uh, for a menstrual cup, do you mean? Yes, um, thank you. Yeah. Yes, actually, other period cups are available. Diva Cup is a is a brand, know. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have. I've used in the past extensively, and have stopped using over the past year because yes, we talked. Sorry, we've talked about this before, haven't we? I'm mm. sure we have. Yeah. No. I, I. I. I really, really rate them, and I really will try and help persuade my daughter to use one when she gets to period age yeah um but they are so i and the thing about them that i found is that a they're slightly tricky so you really it is such a technique to getting them to to using them so that they're efficient Mm -hmm. um 
so I always had to sort of double bag because of inefficiency of of kind of placement and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the other thing about them is that actually when I was that kind of the theory of them is amazing because you're supposed to have like about four tampons worth of period in there. Yeah, that's what so I was I, thinking. But you found yeah, that amazing. That wasn't even the that case. didn't quite stem the flow. If it, if it was my first day of my period, that wouldn't be enough. Oh, Esther, um, that's within about fucking rubbish for you. I'm sorry, it is rubbish. But the, yeah, no, the theory about those is they're amazing. That that you you'd put it put it in in the morning and then empty it in the evening mm. and then do it again for overnight so there's none of that all those questions about oh how can I change it in a public changing room how can I actually if you've got a normal period not a a super heavy period it's questions that don't even need answering because you don't need to change it during the day so it's so much more useful than a tampon or a pad or whatever um, or I guess even I'm guessing sort really. of backpacking along the Appalachian Trail or something. You don't need to, yeah, you worry, about, to worry it. about it. But it's even just, then, as long as you've got yeah. access to a tap, it, you know, it's fine. So, um, but yeah, so they are they are amazing. But I've moved away because it, it was difficult to predict. It was difficult to predict when it would wouldn't be enough. Okay, so, that's but, annoying. Anyway, so I did. I did this post yesterday and my friend Laura responded saying, oh, get yourself some hormones. And I was like, I'm too late. I can't get an appointment at the GP for, for like four weeks. So that's just not going to happen. She went, no, don't have to go to a GP. So you can get pills, which are period delaying pills. Is this news to you? Because it was news yes. to me. Yes. <laughs> this is bonkers. So, I know. So you get, it's synthetic hormones. So it's just progesterone or project anyway something like that but not progesterone which is the hormone that you produce but anyway mm-hmm. so it's a synthetic hormone and you fill out a form at boots or superdrug to explain your cycle and to explain where you are and to you have to enter in your blood pressure mm-hmm. um and for full disclosure i lied because i didn't know what my blood pressure was you Sorry. gotta do what you gotta do sometimes um, but if you don't um, have a blood pressure like, machine at home, yeah, I've taken my blood pressure once recently at my mother-in-law's house because she has a um, a blood Ooh, pressure yes. thing at yeah. home. And I've just been, that's what I've been giving to every doctor since, which is definitely not how blood pressure works. I'm sure it changes and fluctuates, <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. <laughs> so you did that. You have to put a height and weight in and you had to put another few things in. Um, uh, and uh, And then tomorrow because I paid for extra money for it to be delivered tomorrow I'm going to get a packet of pills which you're supposed to start taking three days before your period's due I mean for me I mean that could be fucking any time right yeah any time but I guess but Laura you start said taking them three days before the London Marathon just in case that is when your yes. period happens exactly <sighs> and she said science I, I love science, science. And, and, amazing amazing so uh what was the other thing about it oh she said that even so that I'm, I'm using laura as the scientist she may not be the scientist because mm-hmm. you know whatever but anyway but she's used these things so that's what you really want is use your experience and she said that if you take it and like your period plops in the following day rather than in three days time which it could also be the case what it will do um in most cases is it will re- like reduce the the flow so it's like so so it's lighter oh my goodness this could be a big game changer big game changer for runners because yeah 
like that's ideal before a race isn't it but also have to admit yeah. selfish first thing that popped into my mind if I do start getting my periods again because luckily I'm not in that uh, I've, I've I've still not got one kind of luckily also kind of uh, what does that mean but anyway yeah. um then um I would 100% use that for going on holiday or will boots I mean, say to yes. you no you can't no boots will not say they don't ask you why they yeah, don't say, I are would... you doing this for a valid reason? Or no, are then, you are, you, are you doing this you, you because you really, because you want to wear a swimming costume and you really can't be bothered to deal with the, with the effects of that? <gasps> because, yeah. yes, I love this. I mean, it's amazing. I do feel like everyone is going to reply to, I feel like, I'm, I always feel like I'm the last person on earth. So I do feel like everyone's going to reply to this, like email us after this, after we launch the podcast and say, duh. Yeah, I've been yeah, doing it for ages. I've never heard of these. Um, no, I mean, essentially, it's just like taking the pill. That's all it is. It's taking the, it, this is just, it's when you, you know, when you get progesterone only pill where you have you to take it at exactly the same time. And it will stop your you pill. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all that is. It's the same thing. And I, I, I am, I have, there is some trepidation there because I am just like, you know, I stopped taking the pill like a year before Ted was born or a year before I got pregnant with Ted a year before mm-hmm. I got pregnant with Ted and um and I've never gone on any hormone stuff since and it, I I do have little wobbles and concerns about yeah that. um I always I'm always a bit kind of worried about what it does to my body I think I've said before that that you know I stopped taking the pill and then before we were I was pregnant with Ted um I don't like it when people say we um, because we no, you were pregnant with Ted. With Ted. I, I you you and Dave did Before... have a child together, but you were pregnant <laughs> with Ted. I find we're pregnant yeah. as well. Sorry if anyone says that, but I also find no. that a bit like give yourself the credit you deserve. You know, exactly, exactly. We all know what Dave did in order to get pregnant, and that was it. So anyway, after that. Before then, rather, I had two miscarriages before being pregnant with Ted. And lots of people have miscarriages and it's all kind of, you know, unfortunately, that's just things that happen. But part of me did think that that was, and I I know I've said it before, I did wonder if that was my body cranking into gear after being on the pill for such an enormous amount of time. It probably, I I have no Mm -hmm. idea. I have no idea. Um, So it then made me, because of that, because of me putting two and two together and making seven and a half, it made me then very reticent about going back on the pill Um, yeah because I just thought well what is that doing to me then what's I get nervous about that sometimes I just get anxious about the general thing that I've been on my I've been on contraception for and and always hormonal for 11 years that's really freaky yeah um and I don't like thinking about the way that that what like what that might do to my body um I feel a bit weird on the other hand, and I know this is like going to be, this is, this is the opposite. So the grass is always greener, isn't it? But I feel quite anxious about my period coming back. I do feel very lucky at the moment that I haven't got it because it's nice, obviously like being honest as much as I'm sure there are people out there who are like, I love my period. It is a pain in the ass having a period. Mm. Um, So I have been enjoying that. I haven't had it, but um, I would kind of like it back now. I would just like to know that yeah. like everything's okay. It's felt really weird. And 
I've been experiencing definite hormone changes. Whereas when I was on the uh, depot jab, the injection, um, mm-hmm. which is progesterone only, I think, um, yeah. and a huge dose as well at a time, that completely stopped my periods and also stopped me from experiencing any sort of hormonal shift, I feel. Like I just felt yeah. the same all the time. Um, and since I've been on the coil, I've I've definitely noticed, and it's taken me a while to put this together. I've had the coil for mm. um, 18 months or something now, nearly two years. And it yeah. um, feels as though I, is that true? No. What? Have I been on the call? Because I talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, it has been a long time. Oh, I know. We've been doing the pod for a bloody year. long time, haven't we? Veterans of podcasting. <laughs> um, I think it was... Broadcasting. I, uh, broadcasting, yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think it was, it was nearly, it was like 18 months ago. But um, I feel like I'm really starting to notice that there are like hormonal shifts, but because I don't have a period mm. to kind of indicate... Like that's your way of being like, oh, definitely that's what that is. But I yes. haven't got that, yes. so I'm not quite sure. I have spotting very, very occasionally, but generally nothing. But I think I'm starting to get back things like, you know, kind of anxiety. I always experienced anxiety around my period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been having headaches. Like they're, they're not like, I feel reticent to call them migraines because they're not like, agonizingly painful but they're just headaches on one side of my head that can last like up to three days sometimes they're really annoying um and they happen monthly and I'm starting to be like ah are they a hormonal thing but I don't really know because are you tracking any of this I've started tracking when I get the headaches because I think it's important to like try and work out whether they might be like I'll see if I can work out from that whether they are like exactly monthly and whether there's like 28 days between each one or whatever but yeah sorry that doesn't help does it but I just feel a little (laughs) bit like you've got too many periods and I've not got enough (laughs) I know between us we make a normal person yeah yeah um, (laughs) well you know right in and between us we make a woman in their 30s yeah (laughs) Yeah. we want to know that period love it yeah. So, well, anyway, I will see. I will be able to report back in the next one, not only about the London Marathon, but I can't quite about believe this is the these... last pod before London Marathon. Yes. Oh my gosh! Please do let us know how they work and whether they're okay. Um, and yeah. also, just probably time to say a huge shout out to everybody who's running the London Marathon this weekend. Yes. Ma- masses and masses of love, and you're going to smash <sighs> it. If you're doing it right yeah. now while listening to the pod, then oh! yay, yay, yay. <laughs> we love you so much. And you can 100% do this. And it's your race. This is your race. Don't worry about yeah. anybody else. It's true. It's true. And like, if it's you're listening to this, Esther, the weekend. then oh. during the race, which you should be for research purposes, uh, then <laughs> you're going to be great. Thanks, Hall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, do you know what? It's lovely over the weekend because it was Manchester Marathon this weekend just gone, and that was lovely seeing everyone. everyone oh doing yeah, that. everyone it surviving. Was amazing. You know, it was just like yeah. it just looked. It looked great. It looked great. So it's kind of, you know, it will be fine. It will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, but that was that was that was what I was going to talk about. Actually, very 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 quickly because I know we got some emails. Um, mm-hmm. 
it was because I've only just sort of thought about this. I've just sent an email to Anna Harding actually asking her advice. But um, I'm 50 in October, which is a frightening. It's just simply not true. Um, (laughs) But it is. Um, It's true. And and that's how old I'm going to be. So I have, um, I've got an ultra in at the beginning, beginning of September, like the 1st of September. Then uh, we've got, there's the bath half, which is October at some point. But I'd quite like a thing. I'd quite like a big racy thing. Oh, I love that. In, in October. A I celebration want something to do. of I life. Want... Oh, uh, yes. A kind of, because, because I've decided I don't want to have like a ridiculous party. I certainly don't want to be dressing up as a Powerpuff girl, although, you know, fair play to anyone that Can does. recommend, can highly um, recommend. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to do a series of lots of lovely little things like lots of lovely you know coffees and cakes and kind of lots of you know meeting up with people in small groups kind of thing but one thing oh, I'd I love, love to, that. to have a bit of a celebration one one thing is to do a nice big fat chunky run mm-hmm. um and I want it to be fun and I want it to be uh pressure free but I'd like it to be quite a nice distance so I'm wondering what to do and I think I'd like to do something like a bath beat, but that's in April, so I can't do that. So I'd like to do maybe a little trail trot of like about 50k. So if anyone's got any ideas. Oh, I love then, that. Um, I'd love um, to hear. Yeah. I, I'm going to have a look for you at those, um, you know, like, I'm so sorry. I can't remember the name of the race company and I'll look it up for next time because I feel bad for not giving mm. them a shout out. But who are the people who do the... Um, is it just called like Ultra Challenge or something? Who do the like Jurassic Coast one and Yeah, yeah. That that's who we're doing. Cool. We're doing um the September one. Uh that's with Ultra Challenge. Who's um, we? So that's on the South uh me and Laura are gonna what do fuck? South Downs. <laughs> Did you thought it was you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've entered you into Into a, a surprise Ultra. ultra. <laughs> Hey, lucky you. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, doing that. um, Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, write in and give Esther some suggestions, but um, they do loads, don't they? It could be November, Mm. I don't mind. So, you know. But an autumn challenge. Autumn challenge, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. That you've never done before? That I've never done before. Okay, that's the qualification. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And and about fifty k. No, no more than that. I don't think. Cool. Don't, don't fancy doing that. So tell me some Amazing. emails. What have we? Okay, let me tell heard? you what we've got. As always, very professional. Let me find them. <laughs> so, uh, well, there were a couple of people that I wanted to shout out. Um, we had lots and lots of um, emails. I can't remember whether I said this in the last pod, but we had lots and lots of emails mm. about fasted running. Um, and. Oh. Um, but it was just lots of people saying that they found that really interesting and they'd really, really like us to get a um, an expert in. Like quite a lot of people have had quite negative, as we discussed and mm. thought maybe the case, quite a lot of people have had quite negative experiences or associations with fastest, fasted running. So um, yeah. I think 
that is your email has not been ignored if you're somebody who who emailed in about that we'll really try and see if we can get somebody in at some point to have yeah, a okay. have a proper yeah. chat about fasted running because that's obviously something that has hit a point of interest with quite a lot of you um okay i had a um a couple of shout outs that i wanted to give um to um well, Rachel has just run the Manchester Marathon. I'm sure there are quite a few people that that have um, that I wanted to say well done to as well. Um, we had a message from Alison who did her first ever marathon yesterday. Um, oh. it, on day of recording, I believe that was the 14th, 15th of April or something. Um, and... Um, she um doesn't say what it was but she said every mile marker was a giant blow up martian <laughs> which i thought was brilliant that that's was amazing um, yeah because was, there was manchester but there was also newport i think over the weekend as well i think those are the big ones that i saw but um and boston's going on oh, today actually. i wonder if newport was something to do with that uh okay cool um i think that was I mean I've definitely missed people so I'll I'll do more shout outs next week for races but I'm so sorry if that if anybody if I've missed anybody's um there were other than that there were just quite a few stories that I thought were worth sharing today because we haven't much time left um this one's from Charlotte uh it's not um I mean it depends whether you enjoy laughing at other people's suffering Oh, always. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but, so she said she was on holiday um, with her. This was so. This is talking about park run off the back of our park run controversy, um, our groundbreaking journalism about park run. So Charlotte's got quite a lot of park run experience, but um, this was um, the second park run. Oh no, she hasn't. I'm wrong. She she actually. Sorry, I've I got confused here. She volunteers at her local run club. Um, but she's uh, not a regular park runner. She's only done two. So her first one went well, but the second, she was on holiday with her sister in the lakes and they ran, they run 5Ks and do long walks. So they decided to do a park run together while they were away. Um, the B&B that they were staying at only started breakfast at eight. So they asked if they could just grab some cereal beforehand, uh, but they were yeah. adamant that they would cook them breakfast. So she oh. said that her sister, Rachel, just had something sensible like eggs on toast. But Char- but Charlotte is vegan and she was feeling very awkward about the fact that they were doing a, a, br- a, a huge breakfast for her. So she was like, whatever you want to do is fine. So she ended up oh. eating a full vegan, uh, a full <laughs> English vegan. Um, I've just hit the microphone. Sorry, Dave. Um, <laughs> uh, she said I felt fine when we got to Park Run which was three laps of Rothay Park lap one was fine not going for a PB but she was just enjoying the run enjoying her music halfway through lap two though her stomach jumped and she had to exit the path to be sick behind a tree oh um, no I know uh, she said I decided to have a minute uh, when Rachel ran past to ask if I was okay as did a lovely volunteer I righted myself and set off and managed most of lap three before I had to leave the course again this time in front of the people who had finished and the family members of runners who were cheering people towards the finish line. Oh, Charlotte. Thankfully, Rachel did not disown me, but she did walk away when I started to retch on the way to the coffee shop. (laughs) (laughs) So that made me laugh a lot. And I loved that. Thank you for sharing, Charlotte. Um, There were quite a few... um, 
there are more again please i am sorry if i'm sitting on your running story uh but it will it will come uh but i wanted to read out a couple of the race uh frustrations and running frustrations and pet peeves and things based off oh yeah off last time and the fact that we're bringing that back up again um emily esther this is for you um she has also been asked for directions uh she said that um that she lives and works and runs in London. So she's quite used to being mm-hmm. asked directions and where things are quite a lot of time. She said Fair actually enough. 99% of the time that she's asked directions, this is when she's running. So it's not just you. <laughs> oh my God. So annoying. She said, my favourite incident was near London Bridge. A family waved me down to stop running to ask me where the shard was. As you know, yeah. the shard is quite tall and easy to spot. <laughs> so I pointed to the tallest building in the UK, which you could clearly <laughs> see behind them. They then said, hmm, are you sure? That doesn't really look like the pictures and walked off in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The shard doesn't beaming. look shardy enough. <laughs> No, the shard just, are you sure? Thank you. I don't believe you. They walked off in the other direction. So she was fuming. She was fuming. That made me laugh. Sorry, Emily, that sucks, but it's hilarious. Uh, And then Danielle had one that I thought was worth us discussing because we haven't brought this up in a while. But this is the issue of the divisive issue of encouragement because sometimes I think people can Mm. find that really beneficial uh sometimes and in a race or something even when I've done virtual races I've enjoyed people saying come on you can do this but Danielle was talking about being a bigger slower runner I relate to that and she said I'm that she's sure it looks like she's sometimes struggling even though she's not she's ticking along and this is what she always does um, but she said she seems to attract kind of patronizing comments from other people exercising. So yeah. usually older white men who are walking past her uh, or running who feel the need to kind of offer encouragement. Um, and she was raising the issue of do they do this with other runners or do they do it to her because they think it looks like she's struggling, which she is not. Um, just because she's a slower runner. Ooh, that feels like a big round table conversation. I know. It? Um, uh, yeah. You know, it's, I've, it's I've stuff had like, it. she said it, sorry, I was going to say to give context. She said it's stuff like, you know, well done or you can do it, but it just, you know, yeah. nothing is like negative, but it's just patronizing and feels like it's coming yeah. at her because they've, they've made is... an assumption about her fitness level. And she's like, I'm yeah, absolutely I, fine, I, hun. Yeah, I, I, um, I find that, incredibly irritating and Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I you know like when we were doing the we will campaign and stuff it was it was I wanted to raise awareness over that sort of thing as well that the Mm. comments that you thought that that the the commentator thought were encouraging and positive and on paper are encouraging and positive on do not feel necessarily positive on the receiving end because you're like that person has spotted me. I have been seen and I don't want to be seen. I want to go yeah. about my business. I want to do this. I don't, I, I'm not commenting on what they're doing and how they're behaving and, and their fitness level perceived or otherwise. It's like, no, this is, this is, you know, you wouldn't go into a gym no. and turn around to someone and say, oh, well done on that bench press. I mean, someone might do, but if they Maybe do, Maybe people do. Maybe people do. I was listening to, <laughs> I follow, um, 
a um, fitness influencer on social media called Sophie Butler and she is in a wheelchair and she mm. um, was talking the other day about the patronizing stuff that she gets that from being a, a person with a disability who exercises and she was like oh it's awful like people making comments like yeah and she's like I know very well well how to use this gym yeah I know very well how to use this gym equipment I've been using it for a very long time thank you like Mm. I think maybe people do but I agree with you yeah you wouldn't and you shouldn't uh, comment on you shouldn't you shouldn't no I think like I I I smile at other runners but yeah. again I don't think I would do that if I wasn't running too I think that's a solidarity thing the way the reason I'm that's doing different. that that's different yeah. that's like waving to mini drivers I think it's absolutely yeah, fine saying cheers smile. drive when yeah, you get off the bus it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's fine to smile and to wave when you're actively doing the same thing as that person and I also know that there are some runners that bloody love a, an encouraging word yeah so, I do you know, sometimes each, each to their own each to their own each to and their I own absolutely love it during a race like you said but when I'm running and trying to be as incognito mm. as I possibly can and just doing my own fucking thing and minding my own fucking business what I don't want is someone to turn around and and, and sort of kind of you know score me on my performance I don't want I, that. yes that's <laughs> what it feels like isn't it and it's like no 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 yeah that's why I would race I would race race yeah I would run in a event run in a because, race yeah. yeah run in a race because that's where I'm looking for um to push myself and to see people go yeah 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 you can do this you're great and that's where I want the yeah. encouragement and but running along your canal path or a training run is absolutely not you opening yourself up for comment or for uh critique or for uh, anything that you know it's like you said I think most of the time you just want to be incognito when you're running don't you exactly it feels like having like Bruno Tonioli just popping out from a bush and And going giving you the stride is a very excellent pace and you're doing very well the foot strike is perfection (laughs) yeah you're like yeah cheers Bruno but like not now do you know what I mean just wait until I've finished or something yeah I mean it's inappropriate Really, it for is, Bruno it, yeah. Len Goodman, yes. to, you know, <laughs> or Craig, darling, it's some of the worst running I've ever seen in my life. That wasn't a very good impression, actually. I'll, I'll work on that for next time. <laughs> I don't know if I can do Craig Revel Hallwood, and all I can do is a Len Seven. Yeah, but, you know, that's just uh, that's it, isn't it? But he doesn't even do it, does he anymore? No, so he I doesn't. Think... It's Craig. Craig's the nasty bastard instead. Not that no, Len he's Goodman was a nasty bastard, Craig's, but, you know, like, well, he was Craig, strict, whereas Craig, Craig is, is... Yeah, yeah. Is Craig's always been on it, though. He's always oh, been has he? Oh, he's I thought he replaced yeah, Len. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no. goes to show how long I've been watching Strictly. Not very long. <laughs> as, a, as a lover of competition reality TV, Strictly is one I can't <gasps> get on board with because I try yeah. and I want to, but... And yeah. I watch it with my mum, but I... It's too much, is it? I, well, I just don't know enough about dancing. And so I just go, yeah, it's all right to me. And then the next person does it and I go, yeah, it's all right. I don't know. I don't oh, have I, enough opinions. Yeah, I did. I went through a real Strictly phase. I think I loved it from like year one to year seven. And then it's mm-hmm. fallen off a cliff since. Mostly because it's a bit like if Top of the Pops still existed, it's the same sort of reason. In those first seven years, I kind of vaguely knew most of the people that were in it. And now that they are 
dragging people up from the depths of kind of Instagram influencers. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, I get <laughs> I have you. No idea who these people are. <laughs> oh, I have to um, tell you, and we need to go both in life and because this podcast has been too long, uh, because yeah. we've got a hot date with a cinnamon bun very shortly. But quite. Uh, I'm watching Celebrity Hunted at the moment, and uh, I'm afraid your least favorite person <laughs> in the world, James Acaster, is on it. Uh, oh. But it is so good. It's uh, have you seen the, have you seen the normal version where it's like the the um the hunters who are sort of like I don't know what do we call them in the UK the FBI equivalent go after you have to see how far you can get before they can track you down if you're a fugitive on yes, the run. I think, I think I've seen clips. I've never actually seen it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Esther, the the celebrity one is so so funny. It's so good. <laughs> James Acaster is just so hilarious on it. It's him and Ed Gamble doing it together. So you might enjoy Ed Gamble. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're presenting it, are they? No, they're doing it. They're they're two of the fugitives. Oh, they're actually. Oh. Yeah. It's just. And who else from the world of fame? Uh, that's why I thought of it because nobody else that oh. I really know. Someone who was at Katia, who was from Strictly, I recognised her. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think there's like a snowboarder. There's an Instagram influencer, hence why I thought of it, who I'd never heard uh, of. Yeah. Um, mm. There's a guy who was on University Challenge. I think he was literally just uh, no no offense, but I think he was literally just on University Chat. He was just on it, oh, really? like yeah, like what what counts as a celebrity? I'm I'm gonna let's gun for me and you next season of Celebrity Hunted because <laughs> if that's what if that's what constitutes it, then we're on. Okay, right. Final question then: If you were on any reality TV program, what would it be? Oh, I love that question so much. Okay. <laughs> Have you got an answer? Well, I think no, of mine. I do not. I'm trying to think of something that would feel safe. <laughs> and do you know what mine would be? Require any nudity? Yeah. Well, yes. Oh, no, naked and afraid for you. Um, no, I no, no. think if I were on one, uh, I would, and I feel very embarrassed about this because I know lots of people don't like it, particularly vegans, vegetarians. I know sometimes there can be alleged animal cruelty and things going on mm-hmm. there. But I have to admit, there's a bit of my heart that would so love to be on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Oh, my God. I oh would my God. love it. I would I love it. I fucking hate it. I know I you would. It. I know you would I know so badly. Mine would, mine would be Pottery Throwdown. <gasps> they do a celebrity <laughs> version. Oh, no, we're not saying um, that, are we? We're just saying. Oh, just sorry. whatever. I got just ahead of myself whatever, yeah. then. I was like, when I'm incredibly <laughs> famous, I hope to be asked onto the cast of... <laughs> Um, yes, I think Great Pottery Throwdown yeah. is a good a good call. I'd obviously I'd love to be on Drag Race, but not as a competitor. I would like to be because I don't stand a hope in hell against a drag queen. <laughs> They're the most talented people on the planet. I would like to be a, ju- a guest judge, and I just go. Guess, you um, look so. Yeah. You look amazing. You look so amazing, <laughs> and I have yeah, just nothing bad. And that would be my role on <laughs> on the panel. It. Yeah. I would like to be on, I did see, uh, I'd love, love to be on panel shows. I saw somebody from um, my primary school who's now mm. quite a successful journalist. She, I turned on Have I Got News for You the other night and she was on the fucking panel. Shit, really? I know. And I was like, oh, that would be, I did have a little pang of like, oh, that's, that's all right. Ooh, that's a good gig, yeah. isn't it? Sitting next yeah, to yeah, Ian Hislop yeah. and making <laughs> silly comments about politics. <gasps> but that'd be quite fun. 
that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah that would be amazing. But, but, but until then, I think I'll just trash. wear an apron and, and, and yeah. make a pot. Yeah. Pot, nice. And I will, <laughs> for some reason, sign up to sit in the jungle for a month. And I don't know eat, why, eat, I just feel like it, it, yeah, eat bottoms and things. I just would love the, and I know it sounds awful, but I quite like that it's a popularity contest. I don't have to rely on any skills. I don't have to rely on any skills. There's no skills required. I, I just have to eat the arseholes and then everyone will be like, yes. Which is all I ever want in life is to just get praise for not for doing not you know very simple tasks. Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just two pounds a month, including behind the scenes newsletters and free access to monthly live chats with me and Holly. For just £6 a month, you can listen to our bonus Extra Mile podcasts too. Go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.